What is good, all of our listeners and uh, sort of viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And you should stop buying hot dogs on the beach. We're here with episode 139, where we're going to be talking about, hey, should governments actually get involved with banning violent video games with a special guest, Games as Literature? But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. Liz, we're here. Why can't I buy hot dogs? Stop buying them on the beach. I love hot dogs. No, I've never bought a hot dog on the beach. Yeah, exactly. Don't do that. None of the beaches I ever went to offered hot dogs. Yeah, if if there's a hot dog on the beach, uh, it's very, very suspicious. But here we are. Uh, strange. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> actually, my I think my mic's coming in a little hot, so in the next segment, I'll turn it down. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to turn off the, the gain a little bit because we just recorded the Evolt video. Mm-hmm. So my mic's a little hot because we recorded from from that. So I do apologize if this is coming in for that. But you, you were here. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Yeah? I'm good. Cool. <laughs> uh, let's get started so I can turn the game down a little bit. So, okay. Uh, we've got some uh, we've got some uh, segments, but first, you know, want to remind you, uh, check us out on social media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. And you can also follow us on Instagram, where I will post sometimes, maybe, who knows? I don't know, but definitely, you know, just follow the Evolt Instagram. I'm posting more on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evolt underscore YT. But, you know, we're also on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, where you get to see uh, some things I'll post. I promise, <laughs> as well as some questions I'll ask you about the very discussion what we'll say on the podcast. So you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and I will ask you the questions on there. And you can get involved in the discussion that we have on the podcast. Uh, and as well as joining the Discord, a Discord, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, uh, you know, chat with us a little bit, as well as some great people like Twofer. Uh, Game Simp is on there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Commander Nikki. And we discuss a lot of different things. And I will yeah. ask the questions on Discord as well. And if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, thanks for co- tuning in uh, and continuing to support the show by just watching or mm-hmm. listening. Either way. Uh, thanks again, and uh, if you want to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you know when all these episodes come out. And uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes or any other audio device, uh, be sure to leave us a review wherever you can. Mm-hmm. All right, let's just get started with the show. Let's do it with our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, or HBO Max. And we like to give you a recommendation or not a recommendation. Here on the Games Groceries podcast, we have five points of rating a movie. Uh, we have uh, avoid at all costs, eh, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. <laughs> so this week's movie can be found on Hulu on the same day as theaters. Wow, they're trying to go mm-hmm. after somebody with this. I wonder who. Yeah. Uh, also starts with an H, but uh, this is uh, on Hulu, same day as theaters. Uh, it's a, a new indie film uh, written and directed and edited by the same person, yep. Chloe Zhao. It's called Nomadland. <laughs> so let's go with our, uh, our our takes of the movie. Uh, but first, let's go into our review five point scale. Liz, what did you give it in that scale? I gave it a solid. Yeah? Yeah, because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the story. But for me, it's, I mean, it's just not my type of Mm -hmm. movie. It didn't, 
I mean, it held my attention. It's kind of, it was very hard for me to rate this. Yeah. Because it did hold my attention. It was interesting, but it just, it's not something that I'll go back and rewatch. It's not something that I'll be like, you definitely need to watch that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. No, I understand. Yeah. But uh, it had Miss Clavel in it. I gave it just slightly above you. I gave it perfect. Yeah. For me. For me. For me. You I did clip. <laughs> Uh, and that, that's the thing we always want to point out. Whenever we give something perfect, it's perfect for either one of us. Yeah. It's not really the perfect movie, but perfect yeah. for my standards. Uh, so actually, let's go into why we gave it what we gave it, right? Yeah. Uh, so first things first, this is a very sad depiction, a very gloom and solemn depiction, but a very honest mm-hmm. uh, take on what it's like being a nomad and a nomad lifestyle, which is just to... Uh, go go into a van and just uh, explore yeah. America. But to me, it didn't seem sad. It just seemed like they all seemed very happy with the way they've chosen. It was a very solemn live. take, though. Yeah, it wasn't sad in a way of like, like oh, they're so oh, they're so pitiful. But yeah, it also wasn't very cheery either. Yeah, it was very yeah. gloom. Yeah, you know, glum, glum. Yeah, I don't have any glum, glum on me. The glum's over there. I can't stand you. <laughs> oh, the glum. Anyways, but you were saying. But yeah, I'm just saying, I wasn't saying anything you were talking. Oh, but yeah. So uh, that that's my thing is that it, it, it is a little bit, you know, yeah. solemn in that way. But like you said, the people are happy to do this. Yeah. And it's also it's also a kind of a way to see how America treats their older residents. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of them talk about that. This is their they worked their entire lives and they ended up just being this, that yeah. they, they went to their Social Security benefits and it ended up being nothing. They can't afford yeah. to be on Social Security. Yeah. So they have to keep working. So in a way, it's kind of uh, uh, looking at it both ways where it is a sad depiction, but. This is the choice they made. Mm-hmm. And what's really awesome about this, not only, again, written, directed, and edited by the same person, mm-hmm. by the way, Chloe Zhao, but it, she actually included three real-life nomads, mm-hmm. three real-life no, uh, nomads, and they start to share their stories. This almost becomes like a documentary-style movie yeah. while still having a story yeah. very similar to like a movie. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about that? Um, I didn't even notice it till you said it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really an interesting way to do it. It's definitely not the first time movies have done. Oh no, something like that. But it's it's a take it's go- God's not dead. Take. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what this what I feel like this movie really pushed me over to perfect is that this this movie held no bars. Yeah. Like you got to see everything. That a nomad goes through. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert, you're gonna see a poop scene. Yeah. Like and by the way, if you like the movie Fargo, Margie's in it. Yeah, that's Miss Clavel. Yeah, Miss Clavel. Margie. Yeah. So uh you get to see Margie poop in a bucket. And and that's the thing, is that it, it I I I I'm messing up my words here, but what I'm trying to say is that it held no bars back. Yeah. It it, it went for it and it, you got to see how they live mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty incredible to to say that like oh it's not just going out in a van and uh, peace be to you all but it, it can show you of how great it is how mm-hmm. how sad it is and how little you can survive on mm-hmm. it, it's a great movie to yeah slash documentary of how these people live yeah so uh any thoughts about that 
I don't really have many thoughts on this movie. I like I said, it was so hard for me to like even figure out if I liked it. Yeah. So I don't really have many thoughts because I just I don't even know what to think about it. Yeah. So I don't have much to say. I guess uh, I'll say my final points here. Yeah. Is that the reason why I personally gave it a perfect mm-hmm. is that uh, th- for a movie that only had three to five million dollar budget, mm-hmm. that's not a lot for a movie, by yeah. the way. Three to five million dollar budget. Uh, it's an indie film all throughout. The inclusion of real nomads and the fact that it had no, like it held nothing Mm -hmm. back from it. You knew exactly what this movie was trying to tell you and the direction of it. I I could get behind. Yeah. I, for what it was, I think it hit the nail right on the mark and and it, it gave you exactly what it tried to give you, which is life as a nomad uh and trying to survive in this 21st century everything's technological and mm-hmm. you have to buy a house and be in debt with a mortgage blah 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 mm-hmm. and i and i think it just hit that yeah square yeah. right so that's why i gave it perfect for me yeah but you ended up giving it solid instead of enjoyable yeah i think it was a good movie i just don't i i re- i i have no idea how i feel about this movie it's just one of those movies i'm just like I think it was good. Yeah. But I don't understand. <laughs> it's kind of like that movie where it took all in one place and it was in a uh, film director's office. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I it's the same one. I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. If you, yeah. if you listen to this podcast a lot and you get to see uh, the kind of movies I like, and if it's interesting, I found it to be perfect. Yeah. If you like the movies that Liz likes and, you know, uh, the w- the way she sees movies, you know, maybe that's it's okay. That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. But for me, I thought it was great. I yeah. thought it was perfect. But that's just me. I'm just a stoic boy. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, again, those are our brief thoughts on Nomad Lad, um, Lad, Nomad <laughs> Nomad Lad, uh, Nomad Land, uh, written, directed, and edited by Chloe Zhao. I can't stress that enough that mm-hmm. she edited this too. Uh, and, uh, you know, go check it out for yourself if you want to. It's on Hulu or in theaters. Mm-hmm. So uh, check it out for yourself. Uh, that brings us to our, you know, our next piece, which is all about video game news. Yeah. Let's go on to it. This is a video game podcast. So wh- what are we waiting for? Yeah. We're such losers. So let's just do it. Let's just go into our second segment. Top three gaming news. Top three gaming news. It's the gaming news that we saw in the past week. We like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of, hey, what's going on in the gaming industry? What's going on here? I don't know. Well, let me tell you, sister. So <laughs> we got some th- uh, three pieces of gaming news. There's a lot of things that came out. It was a pretty busy week. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like each one has its own set. I- actually, each one of the three pieces of gaming news has kind of like a sub a uh, piece of gaming news mm-hmm. to it. So I, I'll probably give like my runner up for each piece of gaming news. <laughs> uh, but let's just get to it with uh, Jim Ryan. Yeah. Uh, Jim Ryan, uh, who is the CEO of, well, is he the CEO of SIE? I guess I so. I don't know. Sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah. But I feel like Jim Ryan is. So we'll <laughs> go with that. So what Jim Ryan is doing is that saying that more PlayStation games they should come out for PC, uh, you know, because, you know, we can reach, reach a broader audience and blah, 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 blah. It's sales. Come on. Yeah. You saw the sales and that's how it is. 
So he wants more PlayStation titles to come on PC. And this is after, you know, recently he put out two PC games, uh, mm-hmm. two PlayStation games on PC, uh, that being Horizon Zero Dawn and Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. This already was kind of a wild ride to say that, whoa, yeah. my goodness, they're putting on PC. Yeah. And uh, what's interesting is that when I when I saw this news, like, wow, uh, Sony's really coming out there with uh, uh, trying to reach broader audiences because not only do they have games on PC, but they're actually making m- dozens of shows from PlayStation yeah. uh, stories. Yeah. Like the, uh, more recently, the Last of Us series yeah. that's coming out. They just put out Pablo Pascal. Pablo Pascali. Wow. Uh, now I don't know his last name because I messed up. Pascal. Oh my goodness. Pablo Pascal. Uh, I think that's his last name. Sure. Why not? I'm going to look it up. So while you looked it up, I'm actually going to read this quote uh, from Jim Ryan, which is from his uh, GQ uh, interview. But what he has to say, uh, we find ourselves now, this is Jim Ryan talking, we find ourselves now in early 2021 with our development studios and the games that they make in better shape than they've ever been before. Particularly from the latter half of the PS4 cycle, our studios have made some wonderful, great games. There's an opportunity to expose those great games to a wider audience and recognize the economics of game development, which are not always straightforward. The cost of making games goes up with each cycle as the caliper of the IP has improved. It is in Pascal. Yes, I was right. Nice. So... What he's trying to say here is a lot of little fancy words here to GQ. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, <laughs> he just eats them all up. But the, the two things that I want to say is wider audience and economics of game development. So what he says here is that, oh, there's a great chance to get more customers because. No, really? It feels like we haven't been saying that forever. Exactly. So we would like more customers and those customers can give us more money for more game development. Uh, exactly. And so uh, it, it seems that PC is the, probably the safest route to do because what yeah. else are they going to put their IPs on? Oh, we can reach a wider audience. Let's put it on Xbox. They're not going to do that. No, Let's they put, should. They should, but they're not going to. Uh, <laughs> what about the Switch? They're not going to. Oh my gosh, I would love that. Can you imagine Horizon Zero Dawn on the Switch? I haven't played that yet. Uh, what? I have to. Yes, you do. So, well, it bothers me that we'd have to that I have to play it on your page. Oh yeah, because we bought it. Di- no, no, I can figure it out. Okay. Yeah, I can figure it out. So, but uh, yeah. So he's trying to say is that there's a much more brighter, broader catch to customers if he puts it on a PC, and I think yeah. that's the safest market to do it. So apparently, it's going to start with Days Gone. Days Gone is going to come mm-hmm. to PC, and he's got plenty more IPs. Most likely, the next game will be God of War. I'm going to say. Yeah, it. I would imagine that. Yeah. I could assume that would make them a pretty, mm-hmm. pretty penny. I would say the next game after Days Gone will be either God of War, which is my top pick, or my second pick would be Spider-Man on PC. Yeah, I think you're. I think you have a better chance of God of War, though. I think God of War is going to be the next I one. Because I think that will make them more money than Spider-Man. Spider-Man is still kind of mm-hmm. niche in a way. It is niche, but think about the three games so far. You got Horizon Zero Dawn, big, big number, but then you got Death Stranding and Days Gone. True. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So maybe I am reaching for the skies here. Maybe Spider Man will be the next one. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> you know who knows? Jim Ryan. But that brings us to 
our number two gaming news, which is actually all about Pokemon. Pokemon. It is. So Pokemon, uh, the company, actually came out with kind of like a mini kind of Nintendo Direct kind of style. Right? Yeah. And they put out so, you know, a couple different games. Oh, by the way, uh, the subplot to the PlayStation 1. Uh, they introduced the uh, PlayStation VR 2 with only Ooh. one cord subplot. Cool. Great. So Pokemon Company comes out and they say, uh, hey, wow, uh, you want you want some new games? Yeah, you want some new games? And so the subplot to this piece of gaming news is that before they said this, they actually introduced a remaster or remake. I think it's a remake. It's a, it's a remake. A remake of Diamond and Pearl, which was mm-hmm. on the DS. And which is, which is great because they're not actually trying to make it a whole new remake, but they're trying to stay true to the original design. Yeah. People lost their minds over that. Yeah. Because they're like, wow, okay, Diamond and Pearl, this is where I started. I love the Sinnoh region. Boom, boom, boom. Which brings us to this piece of gaming news. Yeah. They have announced an open world Pokemon game Woo-hoo. set in the Sinnoh region, same region as the Diamond and Pearl games. Woo-hoo. So people lost their minds thinking that like, oh, wow, I can't wait to go back to Sinnoh. And Nintendo's just like, oh, well, the Pokemon company and yeah. Game Freak. They're like, oh, ho, 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 just you wait. And here you are, open world game. Yeah. So this is called uh, Pokemon Legends. Uh, and I asked a couple people, how do you pronounce this? Uh, yeah. Because I thought it was Arceus. But someone said uh, Arceus, I think is Arceus. I think the canon name is Arceus. So I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure the uh, canon way and the reason why it's called Arceus, it's, um, it's pronounced that way because there's a legendary Pokemon called Arceus. And so this is whole set into uh, the Sinnoh region. And uh, let me before I go on. Hey, calm down. Uh, let's uh, let's look at a quote here from the article that's all linked down below. Okay. In Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, Arceus, yeah, I'm going with it. In Pokemon Let's Legends Arceus, uh, in Pokemon Legends Arceus, players travel to the Sinnoh region, choose Rowlet, Cyndaquil. Uh, oh my goodness! Stop it, Adam. Rowlet, Cyndaquil. Thank you, Adam. Or Oshawott as their partner, and setting and set up about. Oh my goodness! And set about filling out the region's very first Pokedex. So this is a prequel. Mm. There's a mystery to solve involving the legendary pocket monster, uh, otherwise known as a Pokemon, uh, Arceus, as suggested in the title. I love... Oh, Pokemon is short for pocket monster. I I didn't know that. You didn't... This is a f- wow. I never knew that. Pocket Unless monster. like it was maybe said when I was little and I didn't yeah. notice because I was seven when Pokemon came out, I think. Pocket monster. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's a pocket monster. It just <laughs> it just sounded like a Midwestern mom. Like, oh, it's pocket <laughs> monster. I'm practicing. I know you are. <laughs> so, yes, uh, this sounds all great and exciting. And you're, you're going to be filling out the very first um pokedex mm-hmm. by the way when i'm gonna be playing this uh my pe- uh my person is going to be uh cyndaquil cyndaquil and uh bite me i don't care cyndaquil sounds my boy like a medicine cyndaquil yes that's what it sounds like he's adorable anyways okay so uh the, the bad news though bad news is not coming out till 2022 oh my gosh 
So they didn't really say a specific date. They it's just said it's gonna be holidays. I hope not. I yeah, really want to play is. this. And even in the gameplay trailer, it actually said not actual gameplay footage. And I'm like, oh, great, cool. It definitely looks like it's just, you know, kind of a demo-ish looking yeah. thing. But it's an open world game. It's in the Sinnoh region. And people can still get hyped because these remasters of Diamond and Pearl are coming mm-hmm. pretty soon. Uh, I forget what the date is, but they are coming this year. So you get to explore the Sinnoh reg- region before you play this game. So yeah, really cool. And it's a prequel. So I'm all in. Mm-hmm. So what do, what do you think? Do you you want to play this? I don't know. Want to catch some po- pocket monsters? <laughs> um, I don't know. I've never. I don't even remember the last Pokemon game I played other than Pokemon Snap. Oh snap! You're such an idiot. Mm-hmm. Why don't we move on to the number one gaming news after that joke? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so the number one gaming news is actually coming from Bioware. Woohoo! Wow. So I do have a subplot to this very subject okay so uh bioware actually said uh no more anthem stop it Mm. stop the stop pop the brakes pull the plug uh kick it bioware is done with anthem like done like no more yes they're done with development so what they were trying to do is something called anthem next and what anthem next was going to do was a lot like what um no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky did for uh, their updates, mm-hmm. which I can't remember off the top of my head what their update was called. I can't remember. Oh, well. But anyways, so what, you know, exactly what No Man's Sky did was just really just like overhaul the game, mm-hmm. make it a whole new game. Yeah. And a lot of people flooded No Man's Sky. Yeah. And they tried to do that with Anthem. And it's going to call uh, Anthem next. And it's going to be mm-hmm. this huge overhaul update. And more recently, I feel like this was last week. Last week, all week long, they said, oh, we're going to figure out if we're going to pull the plug or not. It didn't happen until this past week. Mm-hmm. So like two weeks ago, they didn't yeah. do it till last week. And Bioware said, we're kind of done with it. Uh, it's, it's over now. We're not updating the game. What you have now is the game. It is yeah. the definitive edition. That's it. We're, we're, we're through but you can still play the game they're not yeah they're not taking it away they're just not updating it anymore exactly gotcha and the reason for it is unshockingly enough the pandemic so <laughs> yeah. i want to read this quote that's in the article that's linked down below uh from studio director christian daly who was the bioware is still is still the bioware austin yeah. uh uh studio director he said 2020 was a year unlike any other. However, oh, unlike any other, however, and while we continue to make progress against our all of our game projects at BioWare, working from home during the pandemic has had an impact on our pro- productivity and not everything we had planned as a studio before COVID-19 can be accomplished without putting uh endure stress on our teams. Um well, undo. Undo. Yeah, without putting undue stress, yeah, on our teams. That that you was cut off on my screen. So yes. uh I suck at cropping. But uh without putting undue stress on our team. So what he said is that working from home sucks and we are not trying to do that to a game that yeah. is already a failure. And people are starting to leave the game anyway. 
So I do agree with him here that when we're trying to compare No Man's Sky to Anthem, here's the thing. At least with home, No Man's Sky, they, mm-hmm. they, they could all work in studio. Yeah. That's the difference here. Yeah. I feel like if they had to, stu- if this pandemic did not happen, mm-hmm. maybe next would have happened. Maybe. Because if we're trying to compare the two. Yeah. It, you know, that one didn't have a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel for him here. And Christian Daly also went on to say that, you know, I really do appreciate Anthem because it's what brought me yeah. to Bioware. And in fact, he he actually got updated, which brings me to my subplot to this news piece. Christian Daly was actually uh, given the role of lead director behind the next Dragon Age game mm-hmm. after Mark Dara left the studio. Now, what's interesting is that, uh, and, I'll, and I'll wrap this up real quick. Uh, what's interesting is that... EA has now said that Dragon Age will now be Dragon Age 4 I'm talking mm-hmm. about will now be a single player RPG and not be a live service game like it was planned on being. Yeah. But it'll now be a single player RPG game because of the failure of Anthem and because of the skyrocketing sales of Jedi Fallen Order. Wow. So they're kind of done with the live service thing. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's pump the brakes here. Go back to single-player RPG. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about this news piece? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with putting it, like, in during quarantine and everything. Yeah. It's a lot harder, and if you're going to be putting stress on your employees to make a game and to do all this work from home, yes, you don't want all their energy going into something that's dying out yes. anyway. You know, you might as well have them working on a new up and coming. Right. Or something that's more of value. Like why Mass stress Effect or Dragon yeah. Age. Why stress them out for no reason? Like, exactly. we already know that people who create video games are going to be under stress regardless. Yeah. They're under extra stress because they have to do it from home. Mm-hmm. Why waste that stress on something that doesn't quite matter anymore? Exactly. So I think they made the right call here. Yeah. I don't think Anthem was really worth it. I know a lot of people were hyped for it. Mm-hmm. I remember so many people. Yeah. I was never really hyped for it. I'm not trying to say like I was the bigger man here, but yeah. I saw it and I was like, ah. Yeah. Ah. Another flying around shoot 'em up game. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh those are our top three gaming news. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have Jim Ryan saying that. PlayStation should come more to PC. What do you think? Are you a PC gamer? Are you excited for this? Would you like more money to be in the pockets of Jim Ryan? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. And the Pokemon Company making an Oprah World Pokemon game. Wow, a pocket <laughs> monster game. What do you think of that? Are you planning on buying it? Are you going to be uh, buying the remakes of Diamond and Pearl? Uh, write your thoughts in the comments down below. And Bioware pulling the bl- plug <laughs> on Anthem. What do you think about that? Do you think this is a good decision? Were you looking forward to next? Are you an active Anthem uh, player? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. So well, that brings us to our final segment. Uh, we have a really great grit. Oh, no. Oh, Burp Gang. Um, <laughs> we have a really great guest. Uh, Games is Literature uh, 101. It's been on the podcast before. Uh, we talked uh, about can Christianity fit into video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a really great mind. Now we're going to be talking about the latest news pieces that uh, a lot of Chicago representatives are saying that, oh, we should buy ban violent video games. 
the subject yeah. is coming on again. I want to bring him back on the show to share his thoughts on the subject. So let's just bring him on. Let's just do it with our final segment uh, with our special guest, Games as Literature. everybody we are back with our special friend the one with bigger brains than i do it's sam from games as literature hey. he's back i'm here again how you doing man we, well we, we talked pre-show but yeah how, the audience <laughs> the audience sake how are well, you doing we don't have to let them know that <laughs> we don't have to <laughs> let them know that we we have conversations before this <laughs> yeah oh man it's been so long we haven't talked since the last thing that we recorded so I, yeah uh, i'm i'm pretty good we're settled into our new house uh thought we had covid for a bit and thankfully tested negative so that's nice mm -hmm. uh we being my, my wife and i of course um and uh you know life is pretty much just kind of going as usual really this this it's not all that exciting yeah <laughs> i i feel like, I feel like a, that's everyone's but i feel like yeah going as normal is a very good answer oh yeah in this time yes. it's like oh life as usual like that's that's fantastic <laughs> that's <news>. amazing <laughs> living your honestly best life. i don't need much excitement in my life in general so that's a good answer even at the best of times let alone you know yeah this <laughs> i know yeah uh, that that's the thing so well once you grow older and you start getting a little pandemic uh here and there eh, the usual <laughs> is just fine yeah nothing nothing new nothing crazy just 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 let me live my life yep. just to add in here <laughs> yeah i it really thinks that like we can't even say you know 2020 because it's 2021 and it's still happening so now it's like i know it's just pandemic-y it's just pandemic. It's not 2020. It's pandemic y. <laughs> the, the, the sort of aftermath of 2020 is going to stretch well into our like children's generation. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, like, you know, we can still blame 2020, I say. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, true. Yeah. It's going to be 2020 until 2030. Uh, <laughs> Talk uh, about the roaring 20s. Speaking yeah. of uh, crappy things happening, <laughs> yeah. wow. Uh, we're here to discuss yet again another uh argument against violent video games uh this one being the latest uh, house bill trying to be passed uh, in the chicago area this is being passed in illinois by a man known as representative marcus c evans jr wow. who has to say that we need to take away uh guess the game everybody it that's right grand theft auto of course uh and he's trying to get all violent video games banned at least in the illinois area to stop carjacking so not the point of the whole game uh, eh. so mm -hmm. before we go into our full you know discussion our full notes here uh let's open up the show with why 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 is this argument still being <laughs> had uh even after all these decades i'm gonna say decades of arguments and uh scientific research but it's still being put out there. Uh, I want to start with our guest here. Uh, Sam, what do you think? Why is this argument still being had? Quite frankly, if we're asking in 2021 why political things are happening despite a complete <laughs> disconnect from reality and lack of evidence supporting the things it's based on, then I think you must have been under a rock for the last four years. But fair. <laughs> uh, when it comes to, I mean, it's a complex subject, obviously, but. A lot of, I think, why it continues uh, popping up is just because, frankly, it's fairly popular rhetoric. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that if you've talked about this sort of thing in the past, you've talked to plenty already about the fact that any kind of new media is always 
very scary to older generations and they sort of blame whatever new things they don't like on it on like it and its influence yes and Mm -hmm. that kind of rhetoric is pretty popular especially with uh older crowds more conservative crowds despite this uh representative apparently being a democrat that it's not the first time this has happened but it kind of surprises me because this is fundamentally a conservative argument and Mm -hmm. the biggest pushes for it have always come from conservatism in general but like it knows no party obviously right Um, yeah but yeah like it's it's just it's an ongoing always thing the the new thing gets targeted and a lot of people like that so it's a popular thing for politicians to do Mm -hmm. because people will like them for doing it and that gets them elected and it's Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it has no real basis in reality, but it feels emotionally true to enough people that it mm-hmm. can be a pretty powerful political stunt, basically. And for that matter, some people do genuinely believe it. The weirdly specific thing about carjacking here makes me think that this representative probably does legitimately think that glorifying that sort of behavior Mm -hmm. in video games is contributing to this specific kind of crime because that is a weirdly like i've I've never i've talked about like i've heard people talk about mass shootings and just Mm -hmm. murder in general violent crime in general i've never heard anyone specifically say we need to ban video games violent video games because of carjacking it's weirdly yeah uh it's weirdly specific yeah yeah because like you said before you don't even hear about carjackings really yeah more like is that still a thing? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, especially in San Francisco. Oh, well, yeah. San Francisco has 84 cars a day broken that's into. Horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a statistic <laughs> yeah, out there. That's true. Uh, but yeah, like like what Sam said, it's it's very specific in carjacking. Yeah. Uh, it, like you said before, it was a very wide range, especially after the Columbine shooting. Mm. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. it's got to be video games, not psychological treatment those two kids played violent video games yeah so therefore exactly but also acknowledge that they were like super into hitler and no one talks about that yeah yeah like you've either got video games or the like kind of ableist like oh they were just crazy or something but like they were kind of nazi yeah (laughs) Yeah. probably had an effect on it right like yeah yeah. (laughs) just just a sprinkle of nazi yeah uh but yeah, it w- but this one in particular is super interesting because, of course, we can say on this podcast all day, like, violent video games. But the the interesting part about this particular house bill is, like what you said, Sam, it's, it's very specific to carjacking. And it seems like Marcus Evans is in this belief that this will stop carjacking mm-hmm. for some odd reason. And you got to block Grand Theft Auto because carjacking. Yeah. Uh, and I I don't understand why. And, and I do understand why in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, there's been plenty of carjacking in Chicago. Yeah. And he's trying to push the blame on something. Oh, what have we been blaming all these decades? Video games. Easy answer. Mm-hmm. I think so. In my head, my go- my head goes to three, three reasons. OK. One, you think in a psychological term, you think, all right, well, kids are doing this. Mm-hmm. What is a common thing that would make a kid think about doing something like this? Oh, kids play video games. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's the the little mind trail they go down. Mm-hmm. Kids play video games more than they're watching movies. So it's mm-hmm. the video games. Second, yeah. this guy probably has a kid that plays too many video games and that's fueling it. Probably, yeah, probably plays way too much <laughs> Fortnite, yeah. And then three, not really a reason, just a comment, saying that 
GTA will teach you how to carjack is like saying rock band teaches you how to play any instrument. Yeah, true. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's or ridiculous. like how Watch Dogs allows you to hack into phones. Exactly. <laughs> where it's like you're saying that a video game is teaching us how to do things when that's not humanly. That's not that's not possible in these situations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam, like, do you have any further thoughts on to why this specific carjacking thing like why are they blaming video games on this one do you have any thoughts on that yeah i mean it's I, i've been reading some articles and i've actually got one pulled up now just looking to make sure i don't mess up and say something wrong but um, yeah but <laughs> oh it, see that's that's the most interesting thing about this to me is how weirdly specific it is just because mm -hmm. like yeah it is specifically about carjacking because that apparently is a very common thing in chicago right now mm -hmm. um there is an illinois law already that bans underage children children from accessing violent video games mm. which is uh, mm. a little superfluous because like that's why the esrb exists is because that sort of access of violent video games to children was potentially at the time moving towards some kind of government regulation and so the industry was like okay well we're going to regulate ourselves instead mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's kind that law is kind of superfluous but you know sure it's there and so he's trying to uh give to add something to it that just prohibits the sale in the first place um yeah and i guess it is just because of the carjacking thing specifically oftentimes these these things tend to fixate on one particular thing. Like oftentimes you'd hear Jack Thompson talk about doom because his whole thing was, you know, shooting and shooting. Yeah. Yeah. And that was sort of what he'd always capitalize on. Uh, this is specifically talking about Grand Theft Auto because that is a game that yeah. features carjacking, but the language is broader than that. It is mm -hmm. way more specific, but it is, Broad, more specific than most uh, of these laws have tended to be, but it is broader mm. than just carjacking. It's specifically defining violent video games as ones that allow a player or user to control a character within the video game that is encouraged to perpetuate human-on-human -human violence in which the player kills or otherwise causes serious physical or psychological harm to another human or an animal. So that is much broader reaching yeah. than just carjacking, but, you know, apparently that's just sort of the reason why it's happening honestly in a way i appreciate that it's as specific as it is because a lot of these bills in the past have just kind of left the definition of a violent video game mm -hmm. blank presumably yes. for the purpose of like you know if they decided that jumping on a goomba counted eventually then <laughs> they could ban mario if they wanted like you know to give them more wiggle room so i do appreciate yeah. how specific this is but it still is extremely misguided yeah so I do want to throw in a social media answer. And I, uh, from that definition, I want to go into another point that I had. But uh, when we're talking about regulations that Illinois already has regulation of selling to underage minors, mm -hmm. uh, I do want to throw in this one uh, Twitter answer. If you want to you know, throw in your social media answers, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, join the Discord. Join the Game Supervisors uh, Discord here so you can uh, throw in uh, your, your little takes here. So I asked you on social media, should governments be allowed to ban violent video games? Uh, the greatest story ever played says, I think if this claim were true, you could argue for actual restrictions. Maybe similar to alcohol or cigarettes. For instance, if you buy alcohol for someone underage, you can be in trouble. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't appear to apply to uh, M-rated games or R-rated movies. As far as I know, the whole violent video games causes violence is just conjecture that has no proof. And with being the case, of course not. They shouldn't be allowed. Uh, but this feels like it's another case of trying to blame something arbitrary. 
rather than address actual issues, just like the 90s after Columbine. But yeah, I like what he pointed mm-hmm. out here is that saying, just like when you buy alcohol or cigarettes for someone underage. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, if you, it, uh, But to ban yeah. violent video games from everybody, that just seems yeah. so broad. Yeah. Whereas, let's talk about restrictions for minors. Yeah. You know? I feel like if they did that, though, then they would have to do the same thing with movies. Because the reason mm-hmm. why it's not done now yeah. is because right now it's the same situation with movies. If your parent is with you or your parent buys the game for you, yeah. then they're okay with it and you're good to play. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I feel like if they did with like what they do with alcohol and cigarettes, if they did that with video games, that would have to be included with movies as well. Yeah, that is a thing that they tend to overlook a lot mm-hmm. when stuff like this happens. And I don't, depending on who does it, I don't think that's necessarily by accident. Like I mm-hmm. legitimately 100% think that some of the people who have tried this in the past would absolutely welcome the return of the Hayes Code for movies or something, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. It, it, it's a fairly, like I was raised in a pretty conservative Christian setting and there was mm. definitely a lot of like, you know, if we made it so that there couldn't be sex in movies anymore, I'm sure that a lot of people in my upbringing and hell, me included back then yeah. would probably cheer that on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But I, I think a lot of it just comes down to the fact that they treat video games differently, always have, oh, you know, yeah. movies are a long established art form and mm-hmm. video games are a toy that's, you know, because it's a toy, mm-hmm. it must be for children and that makes it a problem when they're M-rated because why are yeah. you doing this for children even though, you know, the answer yeah. is they're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think the uh, average, I, I, I believe the average uh, video game player is uh, 32, I think is a statistic. Yeah, 32. That may, and that makes sense. Yeah. But people don't realize that. <laughs> they don't realize that. Yeah. Now, uh, Sam, you went into a definition of the actual violent video games within the house bill. And I want to talk about that for just just a smidgen. Just a smidgen. So when we're talking about things that I agree with, fine. Uh, You're controlling a player that harms another human being. Sure. Or harms an animal. Absolutely. Hate Mm -hmm. animal abuse. Go vegan. But uh, the thing I want to talk about is causing psychological harm. So how how can we make that definition when uh, okay I'm just putting this out there NPCs don't have psyches they they don't yeah. have minds so how do we know that we're actually putting on psychological uh, unless we're putting on psychological to the uh, voice actor or actress I don't know they mean you are causing psychological harm to that character right so yeah. like in Life is Strange yeah you can cause psychological harm to Victoria. Exactly. But so yeah, I, they I could would technically actually, ban that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am going to have to actually push back on that a little bit, I think, mm-hmm. just because just cause we need some drama in here. Um, <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, uh, video game NPCs don't have psyches, but they also don't have bodies. Like no yeah. harm that you do to an NPC is real, yeah. whether psychological or physical. But at the same time, like if if you were to play a game that's all like, you know, torture simulator, have fun yeah. causing horrific physical yeah. pain to this person, I'd say that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And if there was a game that was the same thing, but like psycho- you're trying to psychologically traumatize someone until they commit suicide or something, I would say that's equally bad. Like, yeah, true. I, you know, their psyche isn't real, obviously, mm-hmm. but none of it is real. The idea here is of that it's about it. what it sort of glorifies and what kind mm-hmm. of behavior it encourages yeah, which I'd say is actually a step above what we because before it used to be like oh doom trained people to shoot, but now it's not so much about that as 
looking at the actual content and mm -hmm. what it sort of means and glorifies and stuff, which I still don't think this whole thing is valid, but at least that is a better angle to come at it from. Mm -hmm. And yeah, from that angle, I think I understand what they're going for with psychological harm. I don't think that's a very yeah. common theme in video games, but yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's the thing is that how do you define psychological harm? Or should I really say, how do you discover that someone has psychological harm you really have to analyze them you have to put them through a psychiatrist physical harm sure i can say oh uh that person has no more kneecaps physical harm but when we're talking about the psychological is something that is not really evident on the outside so how can you say like what sam was saying if yeah. there was a game that said torture this person until they commit suicide that Oh my God! Yeah, let's ban that. But in, it <laughs> it would be in the same sense if you're watching a game and the person that you're playing, yeah, is motivated to pick on someone, right? Like you watch the actions of the character you're playing, you can tell whether they're being nice or whether they're being a bully and psychologically damaging another yeah. character. So that that really tells me about, uh, especially Walking Dead, the final season. Uh, Sam, I don't know if you played that one. I haven't. Don't spoil it, please. I will not. I will not spoil it. But <laughs> cool. have you played any other Walking Dead games? Oh yes, yeah. I did an analysis video of the first one. Oh, that's right. Literally one of my favorite games of all time. I love it. Yeah, I think that's why I connected you with. Like, did he play the final season? I know you did one. Uh, yeah, I, I still need to play three and four. I really need <sighs> to get to those. Yeah, uh, the first three were on Game Pass, and I just I could not wait until the final season got on Game Pass. It still isn't, so I just like. You know what? I, I'm buying the final season. I need to play it. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it's a very good game. But talking about any of the Walking Dead games, uh, talking about the first one, you're, you're, or like any other, uh, mm -hmm. like Life is Strange, your actions will be affecting the people. Mm -hmm. So I guess you could say in a way, yeah, that's a way you can tell because your actions do yeah. have consequences. But what about any other game? You know, yeah, uh, like your actions won't really affect the atmosphere unless you're playing an RPG or yeah. a story based game. But it's still yeah. affecting like the other characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you're going to argue that you've caused psychological damage to someone by assassinating a dude next to them in Assassin's Creed, then yeah. like that's that's kind of shaky. Yeah. I mean, like probably. Yeah. Yes, I guess. But it's not like the game is all like, good job. You scarred him for life. You'll never <laughs> exactly. get damage out of his head. You know, like that. Yeah. that's not really a thing. But, you know, if if it's talking about, like, if they made a Walking Dead game where the point was kind of to be horrible and drive mm -hmm. people to bad things or whatever, then sure. I, I could see that. But I feel like psychological damage, when shown in video games, is generally an, a story element, not a gameplay yeah. goal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, I don't know. I get what it's saying. I just think mm -hmm. that it's not really in touch with the reality of how games tend to work. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, is that... A lot like we said, talk about any stealth game, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you assassinate somebody right next to a guard and they just say, oh, who did that? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, guess yeah. they're not around anymore. So and they just go yeah. about their business. So are, well, are they not psychologically you know what? harmed? The old the old game based on Batman Begins actually had a mechanic where you were trying to terrify people. And now that yes. I think about it, I'm pretty sure that Arkham Asylum, uh, yeah. scaring people to sort of uh, bring them off their game or incite certain reactions is part of more modern Batman games, too. Mm -hmm. So Batman is the culprit here. We got to we got to <laughs> we got to we got to ban, ban all the Batman games for psychological <laughs> the band man yeah. games, so to speak. Band man. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is that you're pointing out that. The ones that aren't psychological damage are more violent. Mm -hmm. Well, they already covered that topic as well. They said no, 
no violent, no harming other humans yes. in the game. Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether it's Assassin's Creed or Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Someone's being somehow damaged. Yes. By your main character. Yeah. So I want to go into uh, two separate uh, social media answers. These are both coming from Discord, kind of making this point about how certain video games, it's it's towing the line where mm-hmm. what's a violent video game, what isn't. Yeah. So first I want to go off of two first answer, uh, who says, uh, should governments uh, ban violent video games? Uh, in all caps, no, <laughs> he says. Um this is kind of a uh, triggering subject for me, to be honest. I can't stand these kind of accusations against video games. Mm-hmm. My first video games were Zelda and Ninja Gaiden, and I was four years old. Been playing ever since. I've never been violent. So you say, because Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount said that, oh, you may not have murdered somebody, but no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but um read the bible people uh but i remember even as a teenager playing gta 3 and not even playing the story i'd enter cheats for guns and ran uh randomly kill npcs for fun and i'd steal vehicles and just cause mayhem i've never stolen a car and i've never held a gun nor do i have any desire to i know i'm not a special case in small studies and lengthy studies over decades and he goes on to say that uh you know, he's not really affected by it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he's not a violent person, but he's played Ninja Gaiden as a four-year-old, yeah. which is a pretty violent game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know which Zelda, but, you know, which Zelda is more violent is the real question here. But what do, what do you think about that? Uh, t- uh, I was about to say two for my goodness. Uh, Sam, no. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a young lad, have you ever played a very violent video game when you were a small child? Uh, actually, no, because I was a good Christian boy. <laughs> uh, Fair. The first M-rated game I played, I played when I was a teenager, and it was Halo, which frankly has no business being rated M. It's completely absurd that it's not right? a G-rated game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, not really, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same. So, yeah. I mean, I played plenty of them eventually, you know, like playing oh, Gears sure. of War in college certainly yeah. didn't inspire me to chainsaw anyone, and that's just kind of the facts of the situation but yeah i I think it has to do with more your upbringing Mm -hmm. than anything else um and liz you didn't play any violent video games well i was gonna say that but then i remembered i played sims oh (laughs) (laughs) and you know what okay they could ban sims from chicago they could why now that i think about it sims is pretty sims kind of fits both the physical and psychological depending on how you play because um, simmers have this tendency to kill their sims by trapping them mm-hmm. in a one by mm-hmm. one room <laughs> oh my and just leaving them there till they die. I've yeah. done that because mm-hmm. I got tired of yep. that character. <laughs> when I was uh, when I was playing The Sims 2 on my GameCube way back in the day, I was doing the like story mode or whatever, mm-hmm. and I hated my roommate. Yeah, same. My mom's so house. Annoying. So I threw a party turned the, that roommate's free will off so he would do absolutely <laughs> nothing unless I told him to and put him in the middle of the party until he like peed his pants and then slept in the puddle while everyone was partying around him because I hated him and that definitely counts as psychological yeah. <laughs> not only can you do that can you just like kill sims Yeah, but yep. you can have one sim like be horribly mean yeah. to other sims and like really bring down their mood mm-hmm. and like a sim with low mood levels yeah don't do yep. anything and mm-hmm. they could also die yes um you can also yep. neglect your children and they will be taken away oh fun yeah so sims <laughs> is very psychologically yeah. damaging yeah. 
And I would say part of the, I, I might be getting a little off of the, top of the original question here, but part of the problem, I think, with a lot of this is that there's a lot of, well, I haven't heard a lot of talk about how Sims is psychologically damaging, but <laughs> general as a general rule, there's a lot of talk about how, uh, about the potential damages that video games can do, which is a topic we'll get to in a little bit, I'm sure. But sure. there's not much talk about the opposite like when I think of The Sims, I don't think, at least when it terms, comes to actually playing it, like sure, you can mess around, you can kill people, but I don't generally think of The Sims as an opportunity to harass and murder your Sims. Yeah. But I think of things like how each Sim, at, at least in The Sims 4, like what I've been playing off mm -hmm. and on because it's Siren Call occasionally <laughs> makes Same. me make poor judgment decisions. But uh, I think about the way that each sim has certain personality traits and values. And mm -hmm. as a result, they have different needs that may mm. conflict with other sims needs or just be absent from what other sims need in the same household. And it's essentially like if you are actually, you know, playing it more seriously, it is essentially a game about managing people's needs and acknowledging what needs those are, even if they're yeah. different from your own or from others. And if that is not an engine for engendering empathy, I don't know what is. Yeah. Like, we can use these games for a lot of very good and powerful things, yeah. but that doesn't tend to be what's talked about. Yeah. And you know, you know we, we talk yeah. about the violence and stuff, but not about the opportunities that games can, can give us to improve ourselves. Yeah. And on top of that, and I've said this before, that the Sims community has always been very inclusive for people, the, for the players, like... Yeah. They have always allowed same mm -hmm. sex um, relationships and they've, they've always been very like inclusive in that community. So like nothing about the Sims community screams danger. Right. But yeah, you it can is. cause a lot of damage to your Sims. It's a, it's a double edged sword. If you, yeah. it's, it's just, and, it's a tool. Yeah. And yeah. same thing with life is strange. A yeah. lot of people get a lot of out, out of life is strange, mm -hmm. you know, mentally mm -hmm. it helps them, but yeah. technically under this law, it could be taken away. Yeah, yeah. On, on all technicalities. Yeah. Um, uh, Sam, do you have any other thoughts? Um, I love hearing them. About what? Just this entire thing. Yeah. About psychological. I have a, oh, psychological. Oh, Wait, bat, bat, uh, the psychological <laughs> damage thing? Um, yeah, I mean, um, like you said. I feel uh, like I've yeah, I mostly think... covered it, but like, well, okay, it can kind of segue into something, though, because I, the thing is that I think that somewhere sort of behind the psychological damage, as well as the argument that like we, you know, video games didn't make me violent, so everything's okay, is that sometimes we can uh swing to an opposite extreme when we're thinking about this stuff mm -hmm. uh like it, in my experience oftentimes the response to the idea that video games turn us into violent murderers or whatever is no stop that that's not true video games don't affect us at all yeah and i think that's a little far mm -hmm. because a lot of I think that it is worth considering the fact that media in general and art does have an effect on us. I, mm -hmm. I'm sure that we can all name at least one book or movie or game or something that sort of shaped the way we view certain things when we were mm -hmm. growing up and yeah. the way that we understand the world or even later in life, maybe things that made us that challenged us to think about something differently and sort of change the way that we view the world, because that is, you know, what art can do. Yeah. Uh, it is, of course, absurd to say that, a video game 
that is about shooting people will make you want to go out and shoot people. But it's also <laughs> absurd to say that you're not affected at all by the things that you do mm -hmm. in a video game or the things that a story, uh, you know, is presenting to you in a video game because that's never been true of anything. The, mm -hmm. the stories and the art that we consume always has some kind of effect on us, whether it's a very small thing, like how being surrounded by, uh, like if you're completely immersed in, uh, we'll just go go into uh, slightly controversial but not actually controversial territory here. If pretty much all books, movies, and video games and stuff include negative stereotypes of, mm -hmm. you know, women or certain racial minorities or whatever, that is how you're going to view them to some degree because that is how you see them in the things that you're... I mean, you know, like that's going to affect the way that you see them to be. Not that you know, watch make playing a game where there's a damsel in distress is going to make you think women are helpless, but that when you're inundated with a certain view of things in the mm -hmm. media that you consume and the art that you look at and stuff, that does get through. That that sort of affects, mm -hmm. that's your environment, and environments affect the way that we look at the world. So, like, I, I don't want to go to the opposite end of this, because, like, mm -hmm. if there is a game that is all about enjoying inflicting psychological torture on someone sure. or something yeah i do think that that could be kind of <laughs> yeah kind of a problem not that it makes you a bad person for playing it or that it's going to make you a bad person because you played it but mm. that you know I, I do think that it is worth being critical of the messages the games are sending yeah. us yes um but obviously that is very different from you know, banning them because they're violent. And for that matter, like I said, they can send us positive messages too. Yeah. Video games by nature of being interactive are extremely powerful mm. in terms of engendering empathy and enabling us to really think about, you know, put ourselves in other shoes and think about concepts on a personal level that we wouldn't get from something that we weren't an active part of. Mm. It's a very powerful thing and it could be used for good, which also means it can be used for bad. And yeah. I think that both of those things are worth considering in things like mm -hmm. this and you know stuff like this law doesn't it just kind of says that they're yeah. bad on a surface level and doesn't consider what the actual potential bad things are or that there's any potential for good mm -hmm. which is sort of my problem with it but again also yeah. with people who take the extreme opposite stance yeah so that actually brings me to uh commander nikki's answer on on discord uh who she also points out that there's some great games there's some great stories that have yeah. great empathy uh for human beings but then you know people can just dismantle it just because yeah. of this very broad stated law like mm -hmm. you said so she says first of all big no that they can't they shouldn't be banning video games yeah uh she said uh, and also again with only blaming video games shake my head uh yeah. <laughs> but if they were to do that should they ban violent movies tv shows books um you mm -hmm. know like Catcher in the Rye, kind of, you know, kind no, of. No, fun. no, 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 no. Books are art. <laughs> Books are art. Books are literature. Exactly. And, uh, but, ah, games is literature. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, good time. Uh, but books and throwback on social media. Oh, and throwback to the social media question of relationships ruining somebody. Uh, it's always the person involved is who's who's to blame, not only the games. Yeah, it's the person, yeah. not the games. But right. on the other and more important question is, where is the line drawn? Mm -hmm. Sure, The Last of Us 2 and God of War 2018 are pretty violent, but otherwise great games, in my opinion. And I'm sure there are other games out there that actually deserve to be banned. 
but probably for other reasons than just the usual. Killing is violence. But yeah, where's the line drawn? Mm -hmm. Maybe Minecraft is violence or Zelda or Splatoon. You shoot ink and that's not healthy (laughs) for you because you're shooting ink at people. Life is Strange has gun. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which I'm a big advocate for. Mm -hmm. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater (laughs) could give kids the idea that skating is cool, then they break a bone trying it themselves. Yeah. Protect the children and ban all video games. I was actually going to bring that up and then it was kind of piggybacking off what Sam said. Yeah. That going back to like my example of like, oh, well, saying GTA teaches you how to hijack is like saying, you know, guitar teaches you how to play guitar. Mm -hmm. That can be turned in another direction where, you know, there's probably plenty of people who played rock band or guitar hero Mm -hmm. that got interested in playing instruments or like you said, playing Tony Hawk and skate Mm -hmm. makes you interested in skateboarding. skateboarding. So I can see playing Sims two makes your roommate want to pee his pants. I I see where you're coming from. Yes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But playing certain games or, you know, having this passive um, interaction with Mm -hmm. some form of art or some form of something Mm -hmm. can inspire you to like, Oh, I want to try that. Right. So if you have, if you catch someone who's not in the right mindset Mm -hmm. or doesn't have the discipline that the average person would, then yes, that, that game could inspire them Mm -hmm. to, try this like why not yeah exactly you know but i think in the end it comes again what nikki said it's the person who's Mm -hmm. to blame and if it's a kid doing it then it's kind of the parents fault for not teaching them the difference Mm -hmm. of doing it in a game and doing it in real life and how to handle those things in real life yes so i I still don't think it's a game's fault yeah i think it's important to draw a distinction which again these sorts of attempts to pass laws and such never really do to draw a distinction between uh no i said that wrong it has nothing to do with distinctions to establish (laughs) the direction of cause and effect yes like i could definitely see someone who uh had sort of a lot of violent thoughts or a lot Mm -hmm. or or sort of a violent ideology using a violent video game as sort of an outlet for it Mm -hmm. but that is what that is it's not that someone was just kind of perfectly fine and didn't have any sort of violent beliefs or tendencies or anything like that and then play gta and decided to do a carjacking like this is generally going to stem from something deeper we're talking more about ideology or uh, politics or religion or something like that those are Mm. far far more important indicators for something like this like Mm -hmm. if someone you know murdered his wife and then they were all like oh well we found a copy of halo we also found out that he had a habit of beating them so i guess it's the video games like (laughs) you have you know that you know that you have actual clear indications and video games statistically just aren't one of them so yeah the cause and effect there Mm. definitely did not come from the video games Mm -hmm. they may have been part of a violent or even unhealthy sort of like ecosystem within their lives that Mm -hmm. uh you know contributed that that were part of their sort of process of having this unhealthy outlook or Mm. feeding these unhealthy desires or something but that does not make the video game responsible for them Mm -hmm. in like any meaningful way and and again that tends to get ignored in cases like this but yeah of course that's more complicated (laughs) it's it's easier you know, mm-hmm. to just, just say, oh, the violent video when, game. 
Yeah, and it, it, it's it's a lot easier to say all oh, the games made him do it than to be than to address things like the like they were mentally unstable rape of domestic violence among yeah. men or yeah. uh, like gun culture and availability or something. That's actually a really common thing here. Is when it comes down to it, there are a lot of politicians who like to find literally anything they can that isn't the easy availability of guns to blame like shootings on and mm-hmm. stuff. So of course they're going to talk about video games because yeah. that's easier. And there's probably a good deal of overlap between people who also want to not, you know, need yeah. to think too much about the easy availability mm-hmm. of guns and would easily blame video games for things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's just a matter of an easy way out. It's a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. It's all it's ever been, really. So I want to take a very unsmooth transition. <laughs> um <laughs> And because, uh, Sam, me and you were talking on Twitter about the the notes that we, me and you have, and I really want to have time enough to put it into the show. So <laughs> I'm just going to ask you right now, uh, you talked to me and said you had some thoughts about uh, Gamergate in terms of this discussion. I, sort of, mm-hmm. yes, in a roundabout way. Don't worry, I'm not going to say that shooters turned people into jerks and cops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I do. Uh, I do want to hear your thoughts on that because I'm I'm very interested now. Um, mm-hmm. Call me All right, well, call me titillated because I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. If uh, okay, so this is you're, you're gonna get, and I think I did this last time too. You might get a little bit of a like sort of mini games as lit episode here if you'll allow <laughs> me to put my professor cap on. Right, let's I, go. Yeah. You know. So I hope that's okay. But uh, there. This is obviously an extremely annoying thing that this keeps coming up. It's Mm -hmm. very frustrating that we're still talking about this now. (laughs) But if there's one super, super important thing that I think it's very important to take away from this entire debacle, it's that this is not a threat to us or to Mm -hmm. video games. Uh I haven't, I mean, I'm sure that some stuff like this has happened, but this is the first time I've heard of someone actually trying to pass a bill like this in about 15 years. Like, it's not a very common thing anymore. It never goes anywhere. And there's actually a history behind that. I'd mentioned the creation of the ESRB. uh, That was largely in response to Mortal Kombat, as well as a a weirdly little known game called Night Trap that was like an Mm. FMV game where you were trying to... uh, where, like, the scenario involved a killer hunting down women in pretty modest pajamas. They were like, <laughs> oh, it's so sexy and scandalous. But, yeah, between that and Mortal Kombat and a few other things going on, there were some legal threats to the video game industry. This was, like, back in the 90s. And so that's why the industry decided to regulate itself with the ESRB and provide ratings and fine people for selling mature-rated <laughs> games to people under 17. Uh which is a fairly common, you know, that's why the MPAA exists for movies and stuff, too. If mm-hmm. you self-regulate your industry, then there's no need to government regulate it. So, yeah, that happened. And that's, frankly, I'd say a fairly innocuous change. Ratings make sense. So, like, sure. Um, but then, of course, there were a whole bunch of other challenges from the 90s up through the mid-aughts or so. Mm. Um, there were a number of specific pundits who would push this narrative regularly. Uh, Jack Thompson is probably the one that everyone knows the name of. But for anyone who doesn't, he was a lawyer from Florida who was just the slimiest opportunist. Like, every time a school shooting happened, he would be at the scene of the crime on Fox News or something talking about how it was definitely video games before they even knew the name of the shooter. Like, he showed up Mm. all the time to very taste... Like, there's a big difference between showing up to push your agenda and immediately trying to propose solutions to a problem. And he he was definitely not doing the latter. He was a real slime ball, which is why he got to smart eventually. Um... 
And then there was Leland Yee, who was a uh, senator from California, who actually uh, led to the sort of final nail in the coffin of this narrative, uh, for the United States at least, because he was pushing a bill uh, that Governor Schwarzenegger at the time in 2005 signed into law that would have um, banned the sale of violent video games to anyone under 18 hmm. and required clear labeling. Like it, it was ridiculous. It was like a three by four labels talking about how video games had a uh, causative effect on violence that would go on the front of the game. That's like, <laughs> that's over half the game games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh but yeah, so it, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, and the definition of violent video game was sort of based on the Miller test. It, it's used uh, previously by the Supreme Court to define what obscene speech is that's not protected under the First Amendment. But it was still fairly vague because, you know, to allow them to sort of take whatever else they wanted under the umbrella of violent games. So it was a big problem. And the uh, the Supreme Court ended up seeing this law in a case called uh, Brown versus EMA Entertainment Merchants Association. Hmm. And they essentially decided that no, this was not legal because video games are a form of expression. Mm. I always like to use this uh, this court case as an example of why the our video games art discussion does actually matter, or did at least. I, now it's not so big a deal. I feel like anyone who knows what they're talking about pretty much just agrees and it doesn't <laughs> matter all that much. But at the time, right. they were convinced that video games should not be government regulated because they were convinced of the merit and nature of video games as a medium for expressing ideas creatively. Like mm. the idea that video games are art is what saved this medium, at least in the United States, which would have had a really big ripple effect, you mm. know, in general, because a yeah. lot of games are made here. So, and for that matter, games that aren't made here are generally sold here. Like it, it would yeah. have yeah. had a pretty big effect on the global industry. And it didn't happen because they were convinced that video games were art essentially, and thus protected under the first amendment. That pretty much ended this which is sort of the point that i'm trying to get to here mm -hmm. is that after brown versus ema this law that you know is trying to be passed now in illinois is pretty flatly unconstitutional based on a very strong precedent from the supreme court yeah. there is no way that this is going to actually get by but and this is sort of the important thing here it's easy to forget that sometimes Mm. I personally mm -hmm. tend to have a pretty visceral reaction to stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And for that matter, there was a comment that you read a little bit ago about how this has sort of a triggering effect on the person writing it. And I get it. I grew up my whole life, like surrounded by authority figures, whether they were parents, pastors, teachers, whatever, constantly telling me that video games were time wasters that were like rotting my brain or something at mm -hmm. best and mm -hmm. dangerous toys that could turn me into some kind of serial killer or something at worst. And I got defensive about that yeah. and still sometimes do, even when, you know, that's not necessarily what they mean or whatever. And anytime there's any kind of criticism like that, that reaction can mm -hmm. happen. And I've had to become more aware of that and tone it down because the thing is, without this threat, of a bunch of conservative talk show hosts and pundits and stuff trying to actually ban video games or censor them, like actual censorship through the government. Without that threat being around anymore, that defensiveness has turned to other targets mm. and it's caused a lot of problems. Because when you've lived, when you've spent your whole like formative years with a bunch of people trying to say, 
video games are bad with also the maybe sort of implication like you can take it personally you know Mm -hmm. if video games turn you into a murderer then what does that make me for (laughs) playing these games right yeah when you spend your whole formative years hearing that and trying to defend against it both for the good of games and for your own like self-image it can be real easy to direct that elsewhere even when it's not necessarily earned and that makes it so that sometimes you know, someone hears uh, whatever, like, I forget the exact quote now, but in pretty much all of her videos, Anita Sarkeesian, the uh, feminist critic who accidentally sparked, like, a whole hate movement against her for applying very basic feminist theory Mm -hmm. to video games, uh, she would always say in pretty much each of her videos that it's not a problem to enjoy things that have problems or that depict cultural Mm. things poorly Mm -hmm. or anything like that we can enjoy them and be aware of those problems at the same time. Hmm. And that that's not only possible, but even important. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing to do. And if you're viewing video games as art, that's kind of necessary, right? Like Mm -hmm. looking at something as art means that it can affect things positively or negatively. And it is a good and positive thing for us to consider what that means and what games are saying, whether that's positive or negative. And it's okay to still enjoy it if it's negative, but it's also important to recognize it, to know what we're consuming. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. But that's the thing is that defensiveness, I think is a very big element of things like Gamergate and the hate mob against Anita Sarkeesian. And all, all this sort of thing is that we hear people say things like that, And that is vastly different from GTA will turn you into a serial killer. We need to ban video games. Yeah. Yeah. But it's taken the same way. Mm -hmm. And I, I apologize because I know that your comments are like, I've made this point in my web series too. And the comments were Mm -hmm. uh, fun sometimes Mm -hmm. because a lot of people uh, tend to sort of double down when this is said, but the criticism from coming from, a cultural place inside video games now that's often labeled as, you know, SJW propaganda or whatever. Mm. It's coming from people who play video games and see something that they think is a problem and want to have it addressed. And you can agree or disagree, but it's important to recognize that that is not the same thing as trying to ban and censor video games. Right. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. when you don't recognize that, you end up with things like hate mobs that turn into huge giant cultural events and set formats for online organization that have rippling effects from there and do a bunch of horrible things. Like I think that it's very important to acknowledge that this is a prompt, that this is like wrong, but also acknowledge that this is not a threat to us and we don't need to act like it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, well said, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, before I forget, you know, uh, I will have links to uh, his channel, YouTube channel. Links are down below. If, mm-hmm. you, if you found all that interesting, he's got a whole channel of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> become addicted to his channel. Subscribe. <laughs> Come on now. Get him to a million already. Uh, I agree. That's nice. <clears throat> yeah, I, I take 100,000 actually. Or 50,000. Yeah. Just, I just, you know, a humble man here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we end the show, I want to read the rest of the social media comments. I have... Uh, last three comments here, uh, just because, you know, you took time to comment and I want to have your voice heard here. So we have absolute prodigy. Now we'll skip him. Uh, so we have absolute prodigy who says, uh, yeah, sure, dude. I don't mind. He said, LMAO, no kidding. Uh, this is the same as any media censorship. Uh, if you're going to ban video games, what about literally anything else? Movies, TVs, 
uh prawn bub he says uh <laughs> which you know we talked what about could that be what could this be huh you must have misspelled something i, I guess we won't <laughs> fi- I, I will never find out now uh <laughs> we also have from cedo's sweet home which we haven't heard from in a yeah. while welcome back comment more we miss you uh cedo's sweet home has to say absolutely not most of these bands are because they blame the games on different societal ills. Oh, this game is the reason why carjacking and shootings and robberies are? Uh, they're, they're the reason, so ban them. No, yeah. there are other factors of why these things happen. They propose these bills and laws instead of addressing the issues that cause these things. Uh, which, again, we, we talked about that too. Uh, and Cito, definitely mm-hmm. great comment. And uh, last but not least, uh, we have Mr. Itchy Wrath, uh, who shares a gif who says, Hell no nah, to the no, no, no to the no, no. So uh, <laughs> that's the last comment. It's just a gif of saying hell no nah, to the no, no. But- well, you know, I was in favor of censoring video games, but now my mind has been changed. <laughs> it's just because of <laughs> the gif. Is that hell no? Nah, I, I got it. It's yeah. like, mind. <laughs> take him to court. Just show the gif. And it's like, yeah, oh, bands are over people. But I do like what Cito sw- said too. Mm-hmm. The societal ills. There's a, yeah. there's a lot of you yeah. know mental health issues here, uh, and that's the point I wanted to get for our. Uh, let Let's actually go into closing thoughts here. Okay. Uh, so the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because a lot of people want to blame video games for this, but we have a lot of mental health here, mm-hmm. and just like when we talked about do uh video games ruin relationships. It's really the person. Yeah. So you two, Liz and Sam, you, I, Sam, I don't know you on a personal level, only on an internet level, which a lot of people think are not the same, but <laughs> not me. But I, you two are probably the nicest people I'll, I'll ever meet. Uh, you Aww. seem like very sweet people. Liz, you seem okay. like a nice I person. Say, I just seem like it. You seem yeah, like it. Yeah, you know, yeah, quite right. figured it out in 12 years. <laughs> but, uh, but for me... Uh, I had violent tendencies. You know, I had anger, aggression. Mm-hmm. I had drinking problems. Uh, but my upbringing is mm-hmm. a little bit different, right? And I want to say that out there is that my upbringing was much different. I had, you know, problems with my childhood. I grew up in a in an area that's you know allowed aggression, mm-hmm. right? Talking about near Kensington, Philadelphia, uh, and that's just it. I'm not trying to say that not, neither of you two yeah. had issues, but I really do think I, I lean on the when we're talking about uh, socialism and the oh no what is it oh um the upbringing versus what you're nature born with nature versus nurture nature versus nurture thank you I'm more on the nurture side I mm-hmm. definitely lean towards mm-hmm. nurture mm-hmm. and I think it's about the upbringing how you treat the video game rather than the video game itself yeah. so yeah. Those are my brief closing thoughts. Um, Liz, you go because I want to give Sam the final thoughts yeah. here. So. No, I oh, completely yeah. <laughs> I completely agree with you where it's more nature. Because like I was saying earlier, it's... No, it's you, nurture, not nature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. nature means you're born with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. I got, no. I got it confused. <laughs> nurture. Yeah. Because like I said, it's the person it comes down to the person making this conscious decision yeah and if it's a kid doing it then even if it's not a kid it if you know 
it's depend it's how their parent raised them mm-hmm. like they clearly haven't taught them or tried to teach them mm-hmm. the difference between doing it in a video game and doing it in real life they haven't taught them you know consequences to their actions or anything like that right and on top of that and i think i've brought this up before that when you're making a conscious decision to break the law there is some level of mental instability right like whether it's something that happened to you growing up that made you think this is okay, whether it's where you grew up, mm-hmm. it doesn't. There's something in your head that didn't connect that this is illegal and I shouldn't do this. Yes, to someone else. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 I don't. I would never. I don't think I would ever go to a video game. I think yes, a video game could inspire mm-hmm. those feelings, but they don't come out of nowhere. Because as you stated, you know, I came from a good household mm-hmm. i'm a nice person i don't have violent tendencies not and most days shut up <laughs> <laughs> but and and i can play those games and i love horror movies i'm not gonna go out and start serial killing people right because i love you know saw mm-hmm. so it's like things like that it's you know i i think it has more to do with mental stability upbringing in your background on what, why you think it's okay to do that? It's not the video game. It the video right. game is just more bringing out something that's already in you, like we discussed earlier. Mm. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Good <laughs> end scene. <laughs> uh, Sam, what are your closing thoughts as we uh, try to uh, try to as <laughs> as we attempt to leave? <laughs> yep. uh, Sam, what well, are your closing thoughts then? I just want to sort of build on that, I guess, because I think that one thing that's very important in this uh, subject is that uh, mental illness and mental instability comes up a lot. But I often see it used either as another scapegoat Mm -hmm. or oftentimes as like a, a more sort of like malicious thing toward uh toward mentally disabled yes. people mm. pe- people with mental illnesses because yeah. like the fact is that most like i know people who have uh, uh mental illnesses like depression or anxiety mm-hmm. or something but the way that and that's kind of thing is way more common than mm-hmm. any like mental illness is a very poor indicator generally speaking of violent crime yeah. because the vast majority of mental illness is stuff like adhd or depression or something like mm-hmm. i know mm-hmm. people who couldn't play an emotionally exhausting game like The Walking Dead or something, mm. but it's not because it would make them a danger to others. It's because it could potentially make them a danger yeah. to themselves. Mm. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. as a general rule, I feel like mental instability is uh, something to consider, but as a talking point, it tends to do more harm to mentally ill people than, yeah. than good, I think. But... You were talking also about upbringing and beliefs and stuff, and I think that that kind of thing, as well as an actual track record of behavior, Mm -hmm. is a far better indicator of this sort of thing than anything else. Like, if someone... When when, when that guy... Oh, gosh, I'm forgetting... Oh, I hate that we've had so many shootings in this stupid country that I can't (laughs) even remember which one was done by who now, but... Oh, my goodness. There was that mosque shooting a while ago. Yes. That wasn't done because the kid played the last of us part two and thought oh man going on a vengeful shooting rampage looks fun yeah it happened because yeah. he believed that muslims were evil yeah <laughs> yes like that is why that happened it's mm-hmm. worth looking at the people he was listening to the ideologies that mm-hmm. he was a part of 
the the environments that he found himself in and the ideas that were circulating among him and the people he associated with yeah. that kind of thing yeah. was a big indicator of that sort of thing mm. and that more i'd say than anything like mental illness or video games is sort of the important thing here and again we've seen that those kinds of crimes are very common in people who have shown actual like real life physically aggressive tendencies people mm. who have abused their spouses or partners mm -hmm. stuff like that there are so so many important things to look at here and i just wanted to make sure that that perspective on, on mental illness was provided but also mm -hmm. that like video games just don't make much sense to go after here is is what it comes down to yeah um and again i also just want to sort of emphasize the stuff that i said before about recognizing that this is not something to be concerned about it's just it's just an annoying thing. Mm -hmm. We squished this spider already. It, its legs are just twitching. Like exactly. it's annoying. It's gross. Yeah. But it is dead. <laughs> like we, we don't have to we don't have to be concerned about it anymore. We yeah. can just be kind of grossed out and then move on with our daily mm. lives. Um, and I and it, I think that's gonna be just a much better way of dealing with this than you know, sort of taking it to heart and trying to act on it because mm -hmm. it doesn't need action. It's done, it's dead. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I like what you said before, where you used to get really defensive about people blaming video games, but now you've learned how to tone it down because it is, it, it's something that's been brought up over and over yeah. again. And in our minds, it's just a yeah. gross thing to talk about. Yeah. And so yeah. we, that's right there. It, it, we, we're just right back on track and the whole circle comes back because we're responding <laughs> in a violent way mm -hmm. with our, with our yeah. words. Yeah. So therefore the, the argument continues. I think we need yeah. to. As a general rule, I think that it's, uh, you know, we all have impulses, yes. uh, some like weird, invasive, violent, like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. We all have those that are like, hmm, you know, these knee jerk reactions to things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the marks of adulthood, frankly, is the ability to stop and examine them and then decide how to act before doing so rather than acting on them. Which yeah. is something that we all do sometimes, but I think that it's important to learn how to take a second and examine what we're feeling and think, yeah. okay, I don't like that that was said, but this isn't actually a problem mm -hmm. anymore. That, like, I don't need to yeah. worry about this. There's no activism required. My reaction is not going to decide any of this. And it's okay to just let it go and keep on playing my video games and thinking about how they might contribute positively to my life. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, uh... I think we can end it here, but mm -hmm. before we go, uh, I already mentioned it, but I'm still going to do it anyway. It's it's time to roll out the red carpet for Sam. Whoa! Uh, Sam, we want to talk about your stuff, your content. I already said before, if you loved that uh, conversation you had between Gamergate and Law, uh, that that's all about his channel, but I'm going to bring it to you. Where can we find you? What project should we be looking out for? Uh, any links that you want uh, to be have attention to? Sam, red carpet's for you. Go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the main thing, of course, is the YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash games as literature. But if you search games as lit 101 or even just games as lit, you'll probably come across it. Um, I do a number of like sort of smaller videos about uh, certain elements of certain games. Like I did one a bit ago about how The Last of Us Part Two. uh, makes violence unpleasant <laughs> and yeah. uh you know sort of what that effect has on the story and whether it's just a guilt trip or has uh more of an introspective meaning yeah, great than that. video by the way uh, oh thank you yeah. uh but then the main thing i well i shouldn't say main thing because those videos are more common but sort of the star of the show i guess 
is uh, literary analysis videos, which I tend to make way too long. Uh, <laughs> I've more recently done an hour and a half long video on uh, Final Fantasy VII, just sort of comprehensively picking apart its story and talking about what it means. Uh, I've got one coming up on Spec Ops The Line, which should be mm. out hopefully sooner rather than later, uh, which is going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, as a general rule, I'd say that if you want to check out my channel, head on to it and uh, look at the playlist for literary analysis videos, find a game that you like, uh, and watch it. The more recent, the better, because I have... My newer content is better than... We YouTubers have a complex about our older content. But oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. But as a general rule, yeah. <laughs> but if you can find a game on there that I've uh, covered comprehensively in one of those analyses, uh, I've done like Bioshock, The Last of Us, and some indie stuff like Thomas Was Alone or some old Flash art games like Passage and uh, and uh, Loved and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, then, you know, I'd say I'd say just check that out. And if you like any of that, uh, then cool. And if you hate me right now because of what I <laughs> said about Gamergate or whatever, then also feel free to check out my channel. Yeah. But, you know, you you might not like it. <laughs> well, even if they comment and uh, even if they dislike that, that's more for the algorithm to feed up. So, mm. yeah, go yeah, ahead. Is, yeah. Is comment exactly on this channel. That, so. yeah. yeah. My Final Fantasy VII analysis includes a lot of content about capitalism and environmentalism. So, mm. you know, you can hate watch that if you want. Yeah, go <laughs> for you it. Go. You still got the Watchmen itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, and uh, I also will have a link down below in the description. He also has a Patreon. Uh, your Patreon's still active, isn't it? Oh, yes, that is true. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is It is active. Um, and I actually have a really cool uh, $5 and up patrons get access to an exclusive server that is super just kind of cool and nice and affirming. And everyone there is great, and I love them. So uh, you can feel free to join that if you want. Sometimes we play games together. We played... Uh, we all bought a copy on sale of Garfield Kart Furious Racing <laughs> and played it together. And that was an experience let <laughs> me tell you <laughs> i mean if you want to support him there and you want to play some uh garfield cart uh link to his patreon is in the link down below so check that out i have his youtube his twitter handle and his patreon all linked in the description down below so definitely go check that out and uh sam again thanks for coming on man i i always love uh you know talking with you really it, this is a place where I kind of trap guests and to, just to catch up with them because I feel like we're so busy that this is the only time we get to catch yeah. up on things. So, yeah, <laughs> but well, I'm, I'm happy to be here. It was it was fun again. For so, sure. Yeah. Man. yeah. Yeah. This won't be the last time. So this is your second time on the show. Of, of course, there will be a, an eighth time, but you know, <laughs> stick around for that one. Um, but again, this is Sam uh, from uh, Games is Literature. Can't stress that enough. Go check out his channel. It, it's super great just to sit down and uh, look at literary analysis, if I can say that correctly. <laughs> but I guess I'll <laughs> just end. Words are hard. I get it. Yeah, it is. Words are hard. Uh, and I do a podcast. But <laughs> uh, let's end this show here. So we thank you again for listening to this week's uh, Games of Groceries podcast. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries or on Instagram, Games of Groceries, all one word. Uh, the D Discord link is out in, in the description down below. I've heard that the link is not always working, so just, just DM me. My DMs are open. Go ahead. Ask me for the Discord invite. But thanks again for listening to this week's podcast uh be sure to stick around for the next week's episode uh just remember keep gaming stay driven and stay awesome bye